This is Iron Sports, 95.9, 106.9 West Palm Beach, and I am honored to have one of the best college basketball coaches of all time, Coach Fran Dunphy from the University of Pennsylvania, Temple University, uh, 580 wins, 64% winning percentage, 17 teams taken to the NCAA tournament. Coach Dunphy, thank you so much for coming on Iron Sports. Well, thanks, Ari. You're, you're nice to speak of me that way. You're a little bit biased, but that's okay. I appreciate it. I, it's easy to be biased because you're a great coach with so many great players and and so many great teams. And this is a, a time of the year, the NCAA, it's just so exciting and with the brackets coming out. And I know so many times you've had, I mean, 17 times you had teams that were just looking to see where you're going to go. And I guess put yourself, you know, back, think about those days when you, you know, had those teams. Your whole year, you sort of know who you're playing, you have a schedule out, and then you play for two, three months in a conference, you know the teams, and suddenly you're thrust into on a Sunday playing a team that you have no idea who you're going to play and you have to be prepared in like three days to play them. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it, it's everybody's in the same boat, you know, and you, and you get so much film over those couple of days and oftentimes you know the teams you've watched them during the course of the year and you've followed uh, so many other teams so it's it's the most exciting time though I mean when if you're in there as an automatic qualifier that's one thing and then there were a few a number of times at Temple that we were uh, you know a, a uh, at-large team and that's that's crazy and some of the time we were on the boat but you know when you're when you're sitting there that Sunday afternoon waiting for your name to be called, it's just unbelievable the tension that's out there. And when you, when you get in, is uh, pretty special. And it, it's special anytime you can go. It's a, a phenomenal time. And uh, but the other thing I would like to say to you and to your group here is that uh, these these uh, conference playoffs are unbelievable as well. So much pressure and so many great plays and uh, comes down to to a possession here or there that that wins or loses the game. It's just incredible what these kids go through. Uh, I just admire them. I admire where they are in their lives. And the, and I, I think about them often and you, you relish when they're, they're, they're so juiced to be, to be successful. And, and you, you're disappointed when you, you see how, uh, how low they get after not being able to, to go to the tournament. Well, like Richmond had to play to get in you know, on Sunday at 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock in the afternoon and, and was able to get that great victory. I guess I guess when you had teams that were on the bubble and they got in, like you didn't know if you were going to get in or not, and you, how, did, how did the room feel? It was almost, was it like that shot of energy just through the entire room when suddenly you see your name, you know, called that you are going to be in the tournament? Well, you know, I'm such a... Such a uh, uh, a bad guy in those situations the, the kids would typically be in the locker room and I just couldn't sit there. So I would be walking around the court and they'd have to either text me or come and get me. And one year, uh, you know, they, they didn't come and get me and they didn't text me and we didn't get in and we thought we were going to be in and the disappointment was unbelievable. And yet I had to get in front of a, a press a press room and say, you know, if this is the worst thing that happens to these kids in their lifetime, they're going to be okay. We thought we were going to get in the NIT, and we did, and we had a nice little run in the NIT. We made it to New York for the semifinals, and the, and then uh, and a couple of years later, they came and got me, and uh, there was nothing like that feeling. Everybody was excited, and they were just juiced. It was really neat to watch, and but it's it's tension-filled. There's no question about it. 
Now, when you were at Penn, you had teams that were seated 11, 12, 13, 14, and you're prepared to, to uh, play these, you know, four or five seeds, maybe two and three seeds. And you had a big win, the Nebraska win, when you upset Nebraska, and then you had a, a double overtime loss to Alabama. But what was it like in terms of getting, when we, we try to look at a bracket and look at these 12 te teams that are in the 12 and 13 range, what are you seeing that say, well, that's, that's a team that can really pull that upset. They're, they're capable of doing that. Well, you, you have so much respect for all of these teams that get in. And so they're obviously, if they're in the tournament, they've had a, a terrific year. And so on any given day, you, you can beat another team, even though it may be a 12-5 or a 13-4 kind of situation. But you're going to have to play your very best basketball game. Somebody's going to have to step up and just have a phenomenal game, you know, make four or five threes or or your defense has to carry you and, and maybe the opposition doesn't play particularly well on a given day, but it, th these things happen. They don't happen a lot, obviously, but that's the, the miracle of, of uh, the, the, the uh, March madness, you know, where teams just come from nowhere and they, they have these great wins like UMBC a couple of years ago against Virginia. I mean, that was just incredible how well those kids played. So you, you stand in admiration for those kids, and they 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 think they're they've got a chance to win it, and that's all that's all you want for your guys. And as a coach, and, and you're in a game, and you and maybe you have seen another team maybe not show the respect. Oh, just because like I said, just because you're a two or three team doesn't mean that you're so much better than the other. And then when suddenly you're into those close games, because in so many of our NCAA tournament games, you were just I mean it was like to the wire almost every game. What the pressure that that in terms of when the uh, the favorite team is like getting nervous as a coach, as, a, as an underdog team, are you feeding that onto your players? And like, you know, this is, you can see, you know, they're getting tighter and this, you know, the top ranked team is getting more nervous. Yeah. You say all, all sorts of stuff to your guys, you know, and, and in preparation before the game, in the practices leading up to it. And then when you're in the game and you, you know, you say things like, how about how great this is? We can't be having any more fun than this. We're in this game. We, we've got a chance to win this. Let's take advantage of it. You know, and there's so many things you use uh, as just a coach or a, a leader that you just want these kids to enjoy the moment and don't feel uptight. Just, you know, play the game and give it your best effort. And if you do that, then everything's going to be okay. Now, turning to this year's tournament, I know you did some broadcasting this year uh, and caught you some of your games. What teams did you have you seen that you feel that, wow, like I like this team a lot? Like there might have been, like when you look at this tournament, it's a whole year, but some teams had injuries, they're playing better now. What's, what are some teams that you think might be a little, quote, undervalued when the tournament starts? Well, I don't, I don't know if you can say a team like Baylor would be undervalued. I saw them early against Villanova. And uh, the the way they defended Villanova, Villanova is really a good basketball team anyway, and they play really solid defense. And they just played Villanova so tough. Uh, and uh, so I think it's that kind of uh, of dedication to that that side of the game almost that really makes you into every game. You're not going to be you're not going to be uh, giving a, a game away. They're going to have to beat you. And so that that would be a how I would look at a team like Baylor, you got to beat them. They're not going to beat themselves. Villanova is the same way. They, they don't beat themselves. They make you beat them. And uh, as teams like that, you know, and then uh, Gonzaga is at their time right now. Uh, they've been close in a number of years and they have a, a terrific basketball team. And, 
you know, can Duke do it? You know, you're you're watching Mike in his last year, and you see that last game, uh, regular season game against uh, Carolina, and how about how great Virginia Tech played? So maybe there's a that kind of game within uh, six to ten of these teams that are in that tournament. I think that's one of the things in this year's tournament. There could be ten or twelve of these teams that could actually emerge as a winner. Yeah, I mean that that was one of the. One of the big things in terms of just the, 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 I guess, last year we saw Baylor and Gonzaga and thought those were the two best teams and they met. And this year, you really can think that if, if maybe one of the, you know, one of it every 20 teams, you're not going to be shocked that a four or five seed or even a, a seed of less, you know, lesser than that makes it because of the, of the uh, parity in terms of basketball. I would agree. I totally agree. You know, is there a Loyola of Chicago out there in this year's group that can just emerge because everything comes together and, and, uh, and that's what Mike Young of Virginia Tech said to his guys. You know, that this, this could really be a special group. If we all bring it together at the same time here, this could be a, we could do some special things. And obviously beating Duke for the uh, ACC championship was a really a special accomplished by them. And, and again, an under underappreciated sometimes and an underrated guy like Mike Young who can really coach and has doing He's doing a terrific job at Virginia Tech, but it, for years he did a, a wonderful job where he was at Wofford. And then the whole idea about with the transfer portal and, and the COVID and teams or players came back for the super, they call them super seniors. So you're having teams in this tournament that have 23, sometimes 24-year-old players playing against 18-year-old players. So that's something that could help some of these teams in terms of having people that are just more mature, uh, ready for, this, for uh, tough games. That's been a lot of the conversation over the last couple of years that you, you want to have an older team with you in these in these championship runs, you know. And and you're right, the transfer portal has been has changed the game dramatically at this point. And the one thing you worry about with that is that are the seniors in high school being paid as much attention as they once were? And you, the answer to that is probably no. Uh, there's many programs out there that are getting older and not. Uh, taking it maybe a chance on a on a young fella that might be uh, down the line very very good ba- basketball player, but they're they're opting for uh, the the uh, the more veteran guys. It seems like to me. So uh, it, it's been an interesting thing to watch, and and I I think college basketball is in, a, in an in, interesting transition here uh, with all the things that are going on and where we're going to wind up with this uh, nil issue and how that's going to affect the game as well. So we're, we're in very interesting times here. Well, I think the interesting time is, and, and I think about this in some of these players that are going to say, going to the G league and in a league that no one's watching on television and saying, well, I'm not going to a G league, but I could go. And if I'm going to get NIL money, I'm going to be on national television. Now everyone's going to be watching me play for a college, whether I go to Arkansas or Texas tech or just throwing out names like that. I think that's what makes it, you know, maybe some of the athletes will think about that saying, look, I could be on national television and make more NIL money than I would, you know, when the G leagues paying them, whatever, a hundred, 150, $200,000 dollars through that yeah no I, I think that's a really good point i think that uh, again we're it's going to take a few years to figure out how this will all be uh handled as we move on here but it, we're again in those interesting times and you might be exactly right that maybe the uh the young guys will, will go to school for a couple of years and 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 stay there and and have some pretty good careers and and increase their brand uh and their their marketing value as well, well, because you're right, more people are watching those games than, than are watching these G League teams. 
So who are you predicting? Do you have a, do you have a favorite? I mean, you, it seems like you like Baylor because of what they did. I mean, certainly I was shocked with that Gonzaga victory last year. I thought Gonzaga was going to pull it off. And Baylor, your defense was tremendous. And if they bring that same defense this year, it's, they're going to be hard to beat. Yeah, I, I would agree. I would agree. And, and uh, it, all these teams are going to about Kansas and, and some of the things that they've done uh, as you close out the year. I mean, and, and that guy's had a terrific coaching career at Kansas. He's a very, very good coach, and they have wonderful players. But you can go up and down the line. You know, Can, can Kentucky have a, a great run in, in this tournament? That's what's so exciting about it, to, to watch who's going to really arrive uh, when the lights go on come uh, Tuesday, tomorrow night for, for a, a number of teams, but uh, on Thursday and Friday in their first-round games for the most part. The Ivy League had, uh, you just talked, we talked about conference championships earlier, but I just want to get to this point is that the Ivy just started having conference championships and it was pretty exciting to watch Yale and Princeton yesterday and uh, Penn lost in, in the, in the semifinals doing that stitch at the top four Saturday, Sunday. Do you give a lot of credence into how these teams are doing in these conference tournaments and, and the momentum they're generating? You just mentioned Virginia Tech that that'll carry over or will they be too tired to go into the NCAA tournament? Yeah, I don't. I don't see the tired piece. I think these guys are so well conditioned, uh, and the coaches these days. Uh, you know, back in the day, you would you would practice two and a half and three hours sometimes later in the year. Well, you don't see any of the coaches doing any of that anymore. It's uh, you really worry about trying to have fresh legs, and so, and you're listening to your players much more than you did in the past. So, and I think those are all really good things. So, I don't see the tired piece. I, I do see that you know the nervousness occasionally jumping in there, and it's a it's a different world in that NCAA tournament. But uh, but I, I don't see how how like a team like Virginia Tech is going to be any more uh, stressed in a NCAA game than they were against Duke uh, the, in the finals of their Atlantic Coast Conference tournament. So uh, again, I, I think it's just that to me, it's all in the the leadership on the floor. If your best players are great leaders and great workers and, and care deeply about their teammates, you, you got a chance to make this thing a, a deep run in the tournament. Well, you, during your coaching career, you had so many great players and so many great leaders. I could just list them forever. And I so appreciate you coming on I Run Sports and talking about the NCAA and about college basketball. So, Coach Dumphy, thanks again for coming on I Run Sports. I really appreciate it. Uh, anytime, Ira. You're a good man and a good friend, and I'm grateful for that relationship. Oh, that's you be fair. well. I thank you so much.